The Haith is a land of endless possibility. Between vast stretches of land and sea are communities of animal folk, living life and sharing in its wonder. Flocks of buggy creatures also share in the bounty of the land, from herds of bumbles to beetles to moths delivering letters by moonlight. And although the war was recent and not forgotten, a widespread culture of hospitality and kindness fills the hearts of many. The lonely conquerors of the past will remain as such. So what are you waiting for? Journey is out there, just waiting for you to dive in, and stories are waiting to be found. Come join us for another adventure and see what lies ahead. And don't forget to start with your left foot forward. Welcome to Left Foot Forward. I am your host, Jonah, or Daisy, and this is a Wander Home actual play series where we build the wonderful land of Haith together and fill the world with beautiful stories. Wander Home is a game written by J-Dragon and published by Possum Creek Games. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the episode description. As always, we have a guest on the show today. Uh, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself? Hello. Um, thanks. Um, I'm Sage. I, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I've completely blanked somehow. Uh, I'm, um, half Italian, half Japanese, but I live in the UK. Uh, so thanks for working with my time zones for that. Um, yeah, I recently looked at Wonder Home myself for a solo adventure, and it looks really fun. So I'm really excited to be here. Yay, me too. Uh, and no worries about the time. I am used to changing up my time zone mind to <laughs> get games played, because I love this game. Uh, thank you so much again for joining me. Uh, I'm going to describe a little bit about what's going to happen here. We're going to walk through our character creation. Uh, you can tell us about yours. I will mirror that with the choices I've made for my character. Uh, however, either fluidly or very awkwardly, who knows yet, we will switch back and forth between some extremely professional interview questions, uh, if I do say so myself, <laughs> to talk about TTRPGs in detail and, and what we love about them. Cool, uh, that's good. Yeah, I'm actually going to start right away with one of those questions since it leads right on into why we're here. Uh, and that's, what is your experience with, with TTRPGs? Uh, you can tell us about how you started if you want. I know a lot of people get that question, so maybe it's annoying, maybe it's not. Uh, have you picked them up recently, been playing for a while? Do you have a favorite game or, or just many Ooh, different ones? That's a very difficult question. Um, <laughs> Start off with the tough one. <laughs> I um, Yeah, I started playing uh, a while back in university. Some of my friends were playing Pathfinder, actually. Um, that was maybe... Oh, six years ago <laughs> um and since then i've uh joined a group that does like regular games every six to twelve weeks so the campaigns are a bit shorter but we try loads of different um systems so i've been pretty lucky to be able to do loads of different stuff um and not just dnd and pathfinder um as far as my favorite that's like asking my favorite child uh, so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um i you can I have really, multiple favorites yeah um i really like stuff like seven c 
because it's got a lot of cinematic, you know, um, rule of cool Pirates of the Caribbean esque shenanigans. Um, those are always fun, uh, rather than the more serious things. Although those are good too. That sounds super cool. Uh, well, that that's awesome. I've I've I think I've been playing games for about that same amount of time. I kind of lost track. I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> what well, is time anyway? <laughs> I know time is fake. It doesn't. It's not real. Yes. <laughs> it's an illusion. Uh, it totally can be in Wanderhome. <laughs> true. And Very true. Also, my favorite game also changes all the time. So so don't worry about that at all because currently it's Wanderhome. Uh, yes. And has been for a while. <laughs> It is very good. I'm not as experienced with token-based games, so I might need a little help with that. But other than that... That's totally fine. Uh, This is also the first token-based game that I've played, so I don't think I'd call myself experienced either, but (laughs) that's part of the fun. We learn as we play, uh, and even if we forget about the tokens completely, (laughs) uh, we still have a fun time. Uh, I think Wanderhome does a really good job in, like, guiding especially new players if you just if you literally just read through it and pick through things because i feel like absolutely everything is like a prompt yeah. <laughs> and if you want to expand on that prompt you can and mm-hmm. uh. oh, so hopefully we, we we get to get to get more comfortable with that that taking and giving tokens mm-hmm. sounds good um i guess to roll right through with that question as well I, I'd ask, what is your favorite thing that TTRPGs let you do? You've been playing for a while, but other than the, the large amounts in your in your library, what, what keeps you coming back <laughs> for more? <laughs> yeah, it's just the guilt from having bought so many systems I haven't played yet. Um, <laughs> I can't stop until I've played them all. <laughs> um, um, I think I like the it's almost like an excuse to um meet up and hang out with my friends i think i don't know about you but um when you are actually uh a working adult it gets hard sometimes to have you know scheduled friend time um so valid <laughs> and so having something that we're all invested in and that we want to all come back to kind of helps with that um, and in the pandemic, especially, it was helpful to have something to talk about, something that was actually happening, um, because otherwise you'd just sit there like, yeah, I sat on the couch and watched Netflix too. Twenties, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we both did the same nothing at the same time? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good excuse to, to see people and then actually do a little brain work <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's like making your own netflix to watch exactly yeah um you know it's like it's spoken fanfic <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> you, you are not incorrect <laughs> oh, yes uh that is great, and I will I will say that uh, me doing this podcast is an excuse to meet more people to be friends with, so it is my excuse to <laughs> hang out with friends as well. Yeah, I think uh, that's valid. Okay, then, why don't we move on over to the meat of this episode? Well, eh, that's a weird way to say that. I guess the main <laughs> content of this episode. And talk about our characters. Uh, this is... I'm, I'm super excited for you to talk about your character. Not only because it is the first one that we've had from the full release of the 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 game. Um, which by now has probably been... By the time this is released, has probably been out for months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oops. Uh, but... Uh, this is also one that literally, when I was reading, spoke to me so so clearly. Uh, why don't you Why don't you tell us what playbook you are using and and read us that 
the introductory tagline. So I'm, I've chosen to play the caretaker. Um, and that description says, um, someone must pay attention to all the small and forgotten things in the world. Someone must listen to the voiceless. You are alive. Your care is tender, supportive, and silent. Wow. I was very excited when I read this one. I know it's the first one, and it might be too early to just go, oh my god, I want to play that one. But yeah, it I don't know. spoke to I me. I think it's one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, it, it's got some great imagery. It's... Mm-hmm. I love the It really feels like well. Wander Home in, yeah, in a bundle. Definitely. Um, yeah, I love the fact that it's a, a crow sitting on a wheelchair that has all these different um, drawers where all the all the little gods live as well. That was adorable. Um, right. I was like, could I, oh. could I just play this character? Is that cheating? <laughs> Can this I want this one. This is this is me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's oh my gosh. This book is beautiful. <laughs> all the art, all of the writing, it just makes me both happy and sad at the same time. Uh, okay, uh, then why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You can just go down the list. Start with name and some pronouns if you want, and and. Uh, kind of give us give us the the deets the the good <laughs> details. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. So, um, my character name is Thyme. I have a thing for herbs as character names. So, <laughs> um, their pronouns are she, they, and they're a stoat. Um, and Ooh. I had I've been told yesterday that apparently I was pronouncing it wrong, and it is not stout. Like, the, um, mm. you know, like the little teapot. Um, but you know, eh, um, English is hard. It's spelled the same. Um, and then, um, yes. So they're a brown and white uh, creature. Um, mostly walks on their hind feet, but they're quite long. You know, they have a long tail and things. Um, so I, I imagine them being quite tall. Uh, maybe not as tall as Mina, but... <laughs> <laughs> we can't it's all a, be fluffy like that. It's, a, it's hard to get as tall as Mina. She is a six-foot rabbit. <laughs> yeah, which is adorable, but also kind of gives me, like, Animal Crossing... Easter Bunny vibes. Oh um, no! <laughs> I forgot scared. about the Animal Crossing Easter Bunny. <laughs> I just want fish. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe they're like I don't know, five foot or something. Okay. Um, they um, value being patient and alert. I think they probably need those uh, personality traits to be able to wrangle all the different uh, small gods. Um, and it feels exhausting to be organized and expressive. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. That I is mean, a huge mood right there. <laughs> I know, right? I was also thinking maybe after a long day of just making sure they don't all the small gods don't like fall out or get lost. They're just like, I can't uh-huh. deal with people anymore, you know? Oh. oh gosh, yeah. This um that's that's just that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exhausting to be organized. Definitely. Um yeah. So that's the first bit of the sheet. Um, Let me go to Mina then, uh, and since we are using the full PDF for the first time, I can read from the moth tender in the book, which actually is worded a little bit differently than I have been using so far, which is exciting. Basically the same, just 
the wording evokes a little bit different of a feeling. If I can scroll and find it. <laughs> da, 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 I love how da, da, the moth tender in the book is a, a, is a small bat as well. I, yes. I thought that was really cute. Um, with the, the little coat and everything. It's just... Ah. It's so cute. Everything His is just face. so cute. This little package it's holding. Is, is this episode just gonna be us uh fangirling about <laughs> the, the illustrations in this book uh i would not be mad if it was just that <laughs> it's great for um audio medium <laughs> it's such a great look at this picture <laughs> well you know you can always just get the book yeah. and you can see it for yourself haha uh Okay, so yes, Mina is a moth tender, um, and she's a large Angora rabbit, a super fluffy, big, broad-shouldered, about six feet tall, um, fluffy fur, newsy cap on her head, tuft of purple fur sticking out, orange uh, scarf that blows in the wind and has little pins that she collects in it. Uh, and the book says choose two your job asks you to be and choose two you actually are uh, instead of what i've been saying before which is choose two you are and choose two you are not um so the two that my job asks me to be are proper and blunt uh, <laughs> they want me to just get these packages delivered uh very properly mina definitely is not those things <laughs> Uh, and the two that I actually am is uh, trusting, I believe, trusting and curious are the ones that I chose. Uh, so she definitely will be interested in all those small gods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, there's there's plenty. There's five, I believe. So. Ooh. Okay. Um then what is the, the next thing in your in your playbook? I believe you get to describe your look. Yes. So um, I've chosen for Thyme um, huge glasses. I just <laughs> like the visual of a of a small, you know, weasel like creature with just big glasses. Um, paint stained um, it's a trousers on there but i've changed it to dungarees Ooh. You know? uh i've been kind of obsessed with dungarees recently so. <laughs> um and then a scratchy cloak um I, I feel like that's very um it you know it, you can almost feel it when when you read that i thought that was mm -hmm. very good is is the cloak scratchy because it makes you itch or because you scratch the cloak a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a meta way to think about it. <laughs> I like to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's scratchy because the small and forgotten gods like touch it with their like hands sticky hands, like maybe they have jam on them or whatever, and they just like <laughs> Keep touching the small it. god of jam hands. <laughs> um, it leaves uh, they leave little paw prints of like jam shaped. <laughs> Saving oh. it for later. Yeah, it's a snack. Um, and also, other than the things that they listed, I also added a big backpack um, that has loads, loads of pockets on the outside, loads of small ones, and that's where all the the gods like sit in when when we travel so that they can like peek outside um all right and there'll be little bits of them like sticking out from the top <laughs> <laughs> they peek their heads out to see where we're going yeah i love that uh, for mina just real quickly i chose small reading glasses um a map of the local moth towers, uh, the 
Oh my gosh. These are all in different different order than I'm than I'm used to. <laughs> uh, let me just scroll up to my thing real quick to see what I chose. Um Okay, a lunar calendar, mm-hmm. small reading glasses, a map of local moth towers, and the sense that I'm in over my head, which is my favorite. Uh, she's on that. this journey and doesn't really know exactly what to do all the time. Uh, yeah, and then she also has a messenger bag full of scraps of paper and letters and things and her scarf cool. and cap. Mm-hmm. And also just general clothes, but they're not super fancy. So, there. That's fine. Um, cool. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, the The next part, uh, we'll we'll do the whole ask one to the left, ask one to the right at the the end once we talk about how we met and, and why we're on this journey at the moment. But if you want to go ahead and and talk about the the gods you carry that that part of the caretaker yes so um i went all out and whether all of these uh little gods come up to play later uh, we'll see but um i've chosen five friends uh that hide in the many shrines i carry with me and so i've chosen dulcet who is a god of tiny melodies um, and they are dramatic and glamorous. Um, yeah, Aya, who is a god of misplaced kiss, of a misplaced kiss, just one singular one. And uh, I love the idea of just someone, you know, uh, blowing a kiss at someone and then it just taking form and flying away, and they're like, "Oh no!" Oh, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, they are caring and glamorous as well. Uh, it's a bit of a of a diva backpack, I guess. Uh, <laughs> We've got a glamorous bunch of gods. Yeah. Um, um, Ravel, I think. I don't really know how to pronounce any of these, but you know. Um, However you wish is the <laughs> proper pronunciation. Uh, yeah, that's the power of RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is a god of tangled yarn. Um, and they're cheerful and witchy. Um, oh gosh, tangled yeah. yarn is witchy. Yeah, um, a family of sapling gods, who are who are all raucous and intertwined. Um, I kind of imagine the the little stick creatures from like Fantastic Beasts and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of them. Um, and then lastly, a very small buggy friend who has no place among gods and is friendly. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just read that. I was like, oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> sure. Do you have an idea for, for what this buggy friend is? Or, or are they just an ambiguous bug? Mm, I quite like beetles. Okay. I think it might be a little beetle friend. All right. A tiny little beetle? Yeah. Well, they have to be small enough to fit in the pockets. That's uh, true. Because I know there's I, like bigger insects in this world, but... I always like to ask because they can range in, in sizes according to however you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've seen a a beetle large enough to carry away a forest. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely can't carry that. <laughs> but But we've also seen a, a firefly the size of a palm. Uh, so, any anything is possible, quite literally. <laughs> uh, okay, um, and then for the moth tender, for Mina, um, she gets to pick packages, and her three packages were a basket of homemade candies for a cheerful young rabbit who just moved to the big city. Um, Last episode, we actually delivered the wax-sealed love letter for the leader of the last outpost of the Rebellion. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think their name was Swordfeet or something like that. Um, we got we got really creative with names last time. It was super fun. Uh, and then a summons from the king of the floating mountain for a cheerful old farmer and their big family. 
So those are all of these things, I guess, together are things that we don't need to see much of if we don't want to, or we can explore them more in depth if that is something we desire. Um, I always kind of see everything, at least in the playbooks, as sort of a touchstone or like a plot hook if you want. So if you want to explore them, you can, but you also don't have to. Um, that being said, if there are any of these letters that interest you, that you would want to see delivered, we can totally explore that. Um, yeah, at least I... with the, the, the gods that you carry, I, I think I definitely like just having the image of them like flipping out of your backpack every now and then <laughs> in the background at least. Um, yes, definitely. Um, or if you want to explore them any in detail, totally down to do that. Uh, cool. Um, what happens What once you've delivered a letter? Do you have to, are you going to go somewhere to get a new one? Or are you going to wait until later to pick one up, like naturally throughout the story? Or I haven't fully decided yet. Um, in I think I think I've talked about it with the other guests before that I'm feeling like I technically don't even have all of these letters yet. Mm, okay. um, at least the ones that I've chosen, um, because that would feel kind of bad because I've gone months and months without delivering them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, I think canonically we've decided that at least when we um, when we decide that it's going to be the time to deliver a letter, that's when Mina will get it. So she'll go to a moth tower and pick it up or we'll have already had it. Um, last episode, the, the love letter was one that she had been carrying from her hometown um, just because it was, I guess, precious to both the recipient and sender. Um, so I probably, I probably won't um, pick up another one until I, I decide like, oh, it's time to deliver one. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, and I think my last thing on my playbook is um, two objects. So I have one ceremonial object I still honour, um, which I chose to be a series of wind chimes of increasing size, uh, rescued from a flaming temple with the help of a cautious priest. Um, I know. I, I'm like, what happened with that, <laughs> you know? And I like the image that maybe the wind chimes, like, help attract little gods that have um, gotten lost in the area, you know? Ooh. So you, like, set them out and, I don't know, have a picnic or whatever while you wait. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how you found the god of tiny melodies? <laughs> yeah, I think that that must be it, right? Um <laughs> Um, and now they they help me gather all the other ones by like performing and stuff. That's super cool. Uh, and then the other one is one I cannot um, another treasure that I cannot. Oh no, one object that I cannot treasure any longer. I can't read my own notes. That's why. <laughs> um, it's a handbook attempting to name all the gods, written by a poet. Poetic writer you once loved. I know. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, all these prompts are very evocative, aren't they? Uh-huh. Uh, do, you have an, do you have an idea for that particular poetic writer, or is that not something that you want to uh, explore at the moment? Um, we can do. I'm. I'm up for you know, going down any of these avenues. Um, I'm thinking maybe they were someone that they they tried to do long distance, you know, but um, they just didn't really work out. And she's just trying to, trying to learn how to let go. Um, and this is like the last thing she has of them. And and it's like trying to find a, a a meaningful time or way of you know just 
leaving it in her past. Ooh. I know it's so sad. <laughs> so no pressure if you if you don't feel like doing a sad episode, but I I'm okay with anything and and what I like about even just even if we don't fully explore it by just having it on this playbook, it's something that's kind of in the background. So even even without like diving deep into it, we can still draw on that that emotional tension kind of just always kind of being there if we if we wish to um, which is something really cool about this game uh, it it looks from the front super cute and pastoral like nothing is going wrong mm-hmm. but you can add in little things that really just make you oh yeah <laughs> they, they make you want to want to feel uh-huh I mean, just the the last playbook hits you real oh in the gosh, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like the of... veteran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It um, it does a really good job of summing up um, like everything that the that the hate means. Yeah, um, I think so. It's 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 a really powerful one, I think, and um, yeah, it's it's weird that. Um, apparently it was written quite early on in the process but it's at the end I'm thinking yeah. because of alphabetical order reasons but oh. yeah it's just you yeah. know that does make sense I didn't even notice alphabetical order I often forget the order the alphabet goes in <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think even if that was like on accident I I, I feel like it does do a really good job of summing it up especially with the caretaker as the first mm-hmm. it's kind of like this introduction to to the hate where there's all these all these gods and beauty everywhere and then the veteran at the end is just that punch of like goes along with with that introduction that that gets read at the beginning with the the last thing being there's no violence here anymore mm-hmm. the veteran has a hard job yeah, definitely. Um and it, it it puts more emphasis on that anymore part, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Uh if you are listening to this and, and don't know what we're talking about and want to know what we're talking about, uh you can check that link in the episode description to find <laughs> to find the Wander Home book. Yes, definitely. Oh uh, gosh, yes. Okay, uh, and then to, to, to punch our feelings a little bit more, um, <laughs> uh, there's two things that Mina has with her. Uh, um, the, the play kit was saying just two things that you carry with you, but what really pushes the feelings in the full text is to choose one you devote your life to protecting and one that's in danger of falling apart. And I devote my life to protecting the wisdom of my caring adoptive mother who reminded me to always be myself. And I think that visualizes in the many different like anecdotes that Mina will say throughout the trip. Uh, every now and then she may interject with, oh, my mom used to tell me or as, as I was always told um, to kind of hold on to that. And the one thing that's in danger of falling apart, um, I will say, is a chart of lunar phases, a going away present from your childhood best friend. Um, And in previous episodes, this was stated as a promise to my best friend. Um, And I think it fits with the chart of lunar phases that I carry with me already. Um, it was that promise sent by Mina's best friend, Elicor, who um, wants the two of them to work in a moth tower together at some point. Um, but it's in danger of falling apart, I think, because Mina like holds it tightly or like rubs it, kind of like a, uh, like a fidget stone or something. After mm-hmm. a while, it'll get smooth, so the paper's kind of tearing. Because oh. every time she thinks of her friend Elicor, uh, she like grabs that paper um, and thinks of the promise that she is currently not keeping because oh. she's on this journey. 
Ooh, just get those feelings. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, I just remembered along the lines of of the the that treasure or the thing that you can't treasure any longer. Um, I wanted to ask how um, how time started their journey. Um, were you collecting these gods before you left, or or did you decide to leave because you wanted to become this caretaker? Mm, I think maybe it would be cool if we linked it to the ceremonial object, the, the wind chimes that I was talking about. Maybe um, it was kind of like thrust upon them as you know they they were to, uh, uh, at the you know at the temple for whatever reason uh and then this this fire started and you know um all these little gods didn't have a place to stay anymore and uh, they just felt like they had to do something yeah um, yeah so so the 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 priest gifted you this this set of wind chimes to to like search for a new home for the gods or just to like journey around with them to show them the world. I think maybe um the reason why the gods gather when they hear the wind chimes is because um they're the ones that escaped during the fire and so they they recognize the sound. Um, and so they're attracted back to it um, and the priest has asked Thaim to gather them up um, and find them a home on on their journey oh my gosh that's so great so you're so you're going and gathering the lost the lost gods and and finding them a place to settle in I like that a lot all right uh, Really quickly, let's see. I think I have two more questions for you. Uh, but before we go, at least in our interview, but before we go to that, let's um, let's talk about a little bit how how Mina and Thai met, and and then ask those questions to to uh, get the the bond that they have together on their journey. Um, we don't. When we do the actual play part, we don't have to start with us meeting. If that's something that's interesting to you, we can definitely start from there. But considering the nature of the show, um, it is also totally valid for us to just zoom in on a moment like in the middle of our journey together. Mm -hmm. So we have already had a, a journeying relation or bond. Um, oh, I just knocked my box a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll already have that together. Do you have an idea of how we met? Um, totally valid if you don't. <laughs> I mean, if you want, maybe uh, Mina also heard the wind chimes uh, and the Ooh. little like party that was happening. Um, you know, and maybe she just wanted to come check it out. That could be a a pretty s simple way of of meeting. Yeah. Um, do you think that maybe I had a letter for one of your gods? <laughs> <laughs> and the address was just follow the wind chimes? Oh, uh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who sent it or what's in it, but... <laughs> yes. Um, um, it'd be really funny if it... it if they it arrived and then it was for the beetle friend, like out of oh. all of them, and it was just the beetle. Yes. <laughs> do you have do you have a name for this beetle, or, or or does the beetle go unnamed at the moment? I don't have a name for them. I'm really bad with names, to be honest. That's totally valid. Um, I also am too. My secret is that. I look around my room, find something, and then just morph it until it sounds correct. <laughs> Ooh, okay. uh, or just go to like a random word generator. 
I really love thesaurus.com. <laughs> <laughs> I will call the beetle mm, Petal. Petal? Okay. Um, I I have a mug with flower petals on it, so. <laughs> and then does does Petal have any pronouns or or just Petal? Petal is probably a they just because I don't know if they speak in so many That's words, true. you know. It might That's be true. more like antenna waves. Mm-hmm. Um I don't they know how don't they need to have read. Any pronouns but... as well. Yeah. yeah. They can they can feel however they wish about <laughs> uh, themselves. Um Okay, perfect. So, so I delivered this letter to to Petal the Beetle, and what do you think was in it? <laughs> what do you think the letter was? I... Who sent it? <laughs> or is, is that it... what we're trying to find out? Is it like a normal sized letter? Is it like a a, a letter the size of Petal, or is it like a beetle sized letter? That is interesting. See, in my head, probably the easy answer is that it's like a small package just full of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so maybe it is the size of petal. <laughs> <gasps> oh, what if it's what if it's the size of petal and it's not it's not food or anything, but it's like um like grasses and like alfalfa that can be made into a little nest that you can stick on your backpack. <laughs> oh. Yes. So then they have like this comfy little bed. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. It's like they uh they they wrote a letter home and Petal's family sent back like things that reminded them of like their surroundings maybe. Uh-huh. So that Petal could have like a, a nest that smelled of home, maybe. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I like the mental <laughs> image that Petal wrote a letter home. But, you know. <laughs> One day at the campfire, we look over and, and we see Petal just like with some paper <laughs> scribbling on. Well, what are you doing? Wait, you can write? <laughs> <laughs> at least in the Beatle language. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I definitely think that whatever this package was has some special sort of postage stamp that, that Mina asks if she can peel off to send home to her friend. Oh, of course, yeah. I'm sure Petal would be fine with that. <laughs> I've never seen beetle postage before. This is really cool. <laughs> okay, so... Anyway, uh, we met because Mina had a package for Petal, delivered the 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 scent of home, uh, got a cool stamp. Uh, maybe we were just like in the middle of a field or something with those wind chimes. Now, uh, why don't you go ahead and and ask one to the left or or one to the right? I guess uh, either way, <laughs> both um... left and right, <laughs> something that bonds us together. Yeah, um, let's see. Ooh, some of these questions, so, um... So good, but also sometimes so hard. We can also workshop them together. You don't feel like you have to fully pose it on me if if, if you want. I just want to highlight a couple of these because, oh my, you know, going back to the gut-wrenching stuff. Yes. Um, what is something I knew about you that I had no right to know? Um, and also, do I listen to you when you feel small and forgotten? It's just, oh my god. Uh, I can definitely answer the something you knew about me that you had no right to know if you want. Yeah, we could go with that one. Sounds good. Excuse me. Um, I think... Uh, I think I don't know how you knew this, but I think you knew about Elicor back back home 
um, mm. my friend who's pr- who, the, who the promise I made to. Yeah. Um, but not only did you know about them, you somehow knew that Mina is unsure of if she wants to go home or not. <gasps> Ooh, you yeah. had no right to know that. <laughs> Mina also had never spoken that into the world. Uh-huh. But somehow, maybe you heard it through a whisper of a small god or on the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's how you how you greet Mina. I don't know. That's totally up to you. But Ooh, that, is that, that do you think cool. that's something you keep to yourself, I guess? Um, I think maybe you you get a hint that I knew about Elcor before you asked for the stamp. Yes. Maybe you like go to give me the stamp uh-huh. and I'm like, Oh, thank, Thanks. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but maybe you don't tell me that, you know, I, my, my secret about maybe not wanting to go home yet. Yeah, that feels a uh, bit maybe that's rude. something we can, we can feel and play. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> that puts a perfect tension. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. So, every time... I've been unsure about what to ask because eventually I am going to run out of these questions on the moth tender list, Mm -hmm. but they can also be answered completely differently if I ask the same one. True. Um, So, hmm. Are the questions the same as the ones in the play kit? Yeah, yeah, they are. So so to read them off, they are, what is it about my job that so appeals to you? When did I realize I could trust you? Mm-hmm. When did I risk my job? Why did I risk my job and career to help you? And do you think the moths are as beautiful as I do? <sighs> I'm torn between those last two. I always like the moth one because... Mina is like obsessed with moths. Uh-huh. <laughs> she will she will look at them whenever she sees them um, and potentially follow wherever they're going. Um, but I think I think Mina knows the answer to that question, mm-hmm. considering the gods that live with you. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to ask, why did I risk my job and career to help you? Dun, dun. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I guess we can maybe workshop this together so that yeah. you have some agency it, on your. <laughs> it can also just it can also be something along the lines of like, what did I forget to do, or or what did I what did I, what did I purposefully not do for my job so that I could help you? Mm, um, okay. The first time uh, I did this, it was along the lines of I forgot to go to the the moth tower I was supposed to. I went to help search for the fireflies. So oh, no. I didn't check in at the second tower that I was supposed to go to. Um, and they got mad at me. Oh. Uh, so it could be something along the same lines as that. Uh, it could it could be even as bad of I was so like in a rush to help you that I dropped a package and left it in the in the open. Um, mm-hmm. What if... Or we could f- frame it around um, what what is what is so appealing about what you're doing that, that made me want to go with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking, what if maybe the small gods... Um, kind of got into your messenger bag uh, and maybe like had rifled through some of the letters and maybe like accidentally broke a wax seal or something <laughs> uh, and you know um, obviously that's against protocol because was he, it the family of sapling gods <laughs> 
who just found out to chill in my pack with all the like papers and, and things. Yes. Um yeah, definitely. They they were just, you know, having a poke through and then accidentally put a put a long finger inside like the gap of the letter oh, and like yeah. swiped the wrong way. And maybe maybe the letter got lost because it was opened. I still have the envelope, but oh, but the no. letter fell out. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I also I really like the image. I I'd previously um, stated that I also carry around like a bunch of blank postage that I'm supposed to like draw images on, just as a thing for post people to do. Mm-hmm. And I like I like the image of these these sapling gods in my bag accidentally pulling off all the postage. So when they come back out, they just have stickers all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Uh, oh, whoever, whoever was supposed to get that letter, oof. Oof. Oh no. We'll see. I'm gonna write that down actually, because perhaps whenever I deliver a letter, it will accidentally be the one that got lost. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sounds let me, good. Let me write that. Um, I was also thinking, um, you know, Petal who wrote that letter. I wonder if maybe. The bit beetle writing is something that the moths can read. Ooh. And that's how it got delivered. Because obviously, unless the moth tenders like have learned all the different written languages, which they could have, but um the other yeah. option is that the moths kinda like kinda like the owls, you know, and in the fiction we shall not name um, they <laughs> They just know uh, where to go. I I like that um, that the moth tenders like in their training learn learn different languages and at least written. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way they can communicate with all different creatures that that need letters delivered. Because if you need a letter delivered, I'm your gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good. Maybe you can help me answer the pronoun question for Petal. <laughs> <laughs> Write a little That's note. True. Yeah. Um, where am I? Okay, I like that. I like that so far. What we got. Um, I risked my career to, to help you and, and your your gods got in my bag and, and messed up my stuff, but that's okay. <laughs> And you know my secret. I do. I know your secret. (laughs) Okay, then. um, Where was I? Discord did a beep and I lost my train of thought. (laughs) How dare it. Before... um, before we end this character creation portion, uh, I have two more questions for you. Uh, the first is, uh, I ask this every time, but but this time I think I want to frame it more as like a, a stars and wishes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um we haven't played the full thing yet, so we don't have to do a star, but what the, the question is, what are you most interested or excited about exploring in the Heath? And essentially, is there a wish that you have to, to explore in this game? Uh, maybe it's a specific place. Maybe it's a specific emotion. Um, maybe it's this, that you want to see some certain interaction. Uh, is there, is there something specifically that, that you're looking forward to or want to see? Totally fair if you don't have an answer, but I always like to ask my guest. So we have a little bit of a guide for our journey. Mm, I think maybe, have you ever played Spiritfarer, the video I, game? I have not. Let me take a look. Um, It's a similar idea in the sense that the main character 
has a boat and they collect spirits that need to, you know, finish some unfinished business before they can pass on, essentially. Mm. Um, so maybe we can see if we want to explore the idea of, you know, saying goodbye. Maybe mm-hmm. um, it's to the for the handbook that I that time doesn't know how to let go of, or maybe it's one of the gods, or yeah, okay. So so focusing on um, some focusing on saying goodbye, uh, and then if we want to focus more on any specific thing like the handbook or the god, okay. Wow. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so emotional. I love it. <laughs> that is, oh my gosh, that's actually perfect because literally I think yesterday I I sent a tweet about the section in the book about saying goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only, it's only like a paragraph it's or even like three sentences but after reading that i was like oh my gosh my face is crying <laughs> <laughs> oh, this game <laughs> okay so, saying goodbyes and then the last question the the long awaited one Uh, Every episode, I've asked my guest to introduce a physical attribute to the hate, Um, uh, whether it's something small or or something more in-depth is up to you, but the goal is that after a bunch of episodes, we have a running list of ideas and places that are really cool and interesting in the world. even if we don't end up exploring them in this very, in this very game, um, just yeah. putting it into the world makes it so. <laughs> I read off the examples before, uh, and hopefully the listeners will have heard them. But just for a quick reference, they are the four moons that uh, circle the planet the fourth of which is tidally locked, meaning it remains in the same location in the sky, uh, therefore only being able to be seen from one location on the planet. Uh, the whispering peaks, that where God's voices travel and potentially trick travelers. Uh, the moving cave of secrets, a large labyrinth underground that holds the secrets of the past, uh, but is hard to find. Uh, The mythology about the fourth moon, uh, that it is where the moths who carry people's spirits go to to rest, Uh, and then the grove of shrew godlings, a bunch of fey circles in a meadow. There's different layers of circles of flowers and stones, mushrooms and dirt, Uh, the godling circles, as, as we called them. Lovely. Um, I did have an idea, actually. I was thinking of a river um, that has just loves the seeing a rainbow um, and uh, like tries to, to steal its reflection. Um, and so if, if there's a rainbow that can be seen on the reflection of the river and it like traps that image even after the rainbow's gone and so sometimes you just see a flicker of like different colors on the surface of it and and maybe like once a year or once a few months um it like it's a gathering place for for creatures, and it just shines uh, in rainbow colors. Wow, that is amazing! Holy heck! Predictably, I don't have a name for it, but you know, <laughs> that's totally fine. So, 
the the river it, it, it collects these rainbows um, because it likes them. Um, so does it does it purposefully share the images of the rainbows? Or, or does it like to hold on to them until it can't anymore? And then when it has to let go, that's when this big like gathering happens. Or, do, or is it is it not not that selfish and does like to share the beauty and just flickers whenever people walk by? I think it does like to like show off all the different rainbows it has gathered. Um, but maybe it's something to do with the moons or um you know whatever something seasonal but uh sometimes it just has to has to show all of them at once you know uh then as an interesting question because we can literally make up anything we want uh do you feel that the rainbows in the Haith are all like the traditional rainbows we have in our world? Or do you think that there's something else that, that makes them different? Are they all even the same? Or or are there potentially like single colored rainbows? <laughs> or different like like hued rainbows? Like, oh, this is the rainbow of all of the reds. <laughs> or this is the rainbow of all of the purples. That that would be cool. Um, I like the idea. Just at some point, it just there's a pastel rainbow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's it. Maybe maybe they are linked to the seasons, and when when it's the rivers gathered all the the same type of rainbows, uh, it has to let go of them to be able to gather the next type. Uh, and so every time there's a change in the seasons, it, it does the show to kind of celebrate all the cool rainbows it gathered up until oh then. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So do we see like the colors flowing through the river and then once they get to like a waterfall or something, <gasps> they like leap into the sky? Yes. And then we just get like eight rainbows in the sky at once uh-huh but it's like nighttime so it's like nighttime <sighs> rainbows <sighs> then do they like glow like like aurora borealis or or are they just kind of like regular rainbow <laughs> i think maybe they like reflect the light of the moons oh yeah okay i like that Oh my gosh, this is so cool! <laughs> which I have said about every single thing that each guest has brought, which is just reinforcing why I wanted to do this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am obsessed with this Rainbow River! <laughs> You've heard of Rainbow Road. Now just wait till you hear of Rainbow River. It's just okay, that. that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Gay Splash Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Then, uh, I believe that's it for character creation at the moment. Do you have any last last note you'd want to hit? Any last words about the character or anything relating to Thine? Or... um, any anything at all before we before we th- end for the character creation? I think maybe the only la- the last thing is that that cloak we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Maybe that still has like remnants of the like it being a little bit burnt or like smoky from the fire. Yeah. And like time doesn't really talk about that time much but you can tell that something happened because of like the smell of like, burning that you can you just catch up with off and mm-hmm. um, the wind is just hitting it <laughs>